0: This is the Tong Bigby Tales. I'm your host, Shannon Evans. I write about Columbus, a small town in Northeast Mississippi. Today's episode is titled, The CVB Needs a Christmas Miracle. The Elks Club is currently under siege in preparation for the Arts and Antique Show. With only a 10K budget, Carpenter and her crew are busy. The contractor is still working on replacing those floor joists, in that abysmal porch that's rotted through and through with about $2000 in board and lumber and 3 to $4000 in labor janitorial and yard services were out tuesday and monday as well the three yard guys are all poorly paid at $10 an hour and my guess would be they cost no more than $100 total for that postage stamp of a yard the janitorial services are probably between $800 and $1000. That means she's already roughly spent $6000 on preparations. Then there are the fire code issues that must be dealt with. New extinguishers are probably $100 and new smoke alarms have to be installed. The contractor will have to do that and tend to any other abatement issues on the city inspector's list. That's at least another $1000 in supplies and labor. Now we are at $7000 spent. There is a large roll of carpet by the front door that has to be going somewhere inside that building. Why else would they have purchased it? That's at least another, that's at least a 300 to 500 piece of carpet. Plus it has to be installed, which probably will be another $500 in labor. Now that is 8,000 of the 10,000 gone. The electrical issues have not been inspected yet. And that could lead to even more potential repair needs that will eat up every penny of what's left in the budget. God only knows when was the last time there was any significant electrical load on that system. And this event is supposed to be a fundraiser for the Tennessee Williams House Continued Care and Preservation instead of a money pit. Yet again, the CVB director is spending $10,000 on top of a $14,000 that is budgeted for the actual event before the event can even be hosted. Keep in mind, none of these repairs are permanent, nor are they will they be long-lasting due to the still-leaking roof on the building. But more importantly, none of these Band-Aids are even remotely on the level of what is required for restoration for this unique and historical building. What it is, is a travesty and a waste of tax dollars and won't be generative of any tourism dollars of any significance. This is another case of carpenters spending and spending with absolutely no return on the investment in the way of real tourist dollars returning to the community. Instead of investing in our community and pre-planning for a classy antique and art show that draws people to our town, From far and wide, we have a last minute Hindenburg on a crash course to disaster because the director failed to properly plan for an event, obtain a viable, appropriate venue, and then goes off half cocked and without board approval, announcing she is using a virtually condemned and derelict building to host a three-day event, forcing the board to help cover her ass. And yes, I did curse because I am so angry. Covering her behind for the bumbling steps she's taking. The fire marshal and the city inspector go back for a final walkthrough on Tuesday. I'll be eager to see what happens then. Will they shut everything down? It will take a Christmas miracle for the CVB to pull this off. But, sigh, there's not much we can do about it at this point until we wait for that inspection. In the meantime, let's shift our focus from that dilapidated Elks building to the dilapidated and dated website and the Heritage Hills grants that were written to improve it. If you'll remember, in an earlier podcast titled The Self-Licking Ice Cream Cone, I referenced the fact that each board member bought their seat on that board. Carpenter bought hers for $10,000 of CVB funds. And that is all up for renewal this this quarter for another $10,000. Carpenter has told the board they want to get grants, and if not part of the, they won't get grants if not part of the board. That is not true, as non-board members, organizations do get grants per the Heritage Hills IRS filings for 2019 and 2020, just not as often and just not as many as the members of the boards as the members of the board do the CVB for that $10,000 investment got $20,000 for upgrades to their website in 2019 and I believe and then the next year in 2020 they got another 20k to use on the children's museum aka the Elks Club building let's focus on the website dollars and where that went over $30,700 worth of grants from that grant organization over 2018 and 2019 came to the CVB. However, it's not clear based on the budget and the check ledger how that money was spent. In the check ledger, all website work is coded as either production or marketing and almost impossible to trace. Why? Because then it is more difficult to find out where the money actually goes or rather where it doesn't go. This past Monday, I spoke with Carpenter about the issues with their events not appearing on their calendar and having no details on the upcoming arts and antique sale. I asked who was responsible for, th- for the updates and she said with a wave of her hand that a company in Oxford handled updates that it, and that it, an employee in her office would send them to that company. I asked them for the name of the company and she danced around and never answered. I informed her at that point, the page was pointed nowhere and the calendar was devoid of any mention of the events of November 2nd through the 4th. I also said she should get her money back because the Oxford company is not doing its job. Well, guess what went up on the website that next day? Yep. Exactly one week before that event? Yep, the website finally has information on the Arts and antique show. Ha, she does listen to my podcast at the very least, and she did hear what I had to say when I visited her offices. I sent an email to Carpenter, the employee allegedly working on those updates with the Oxford company and the CVB's board's executives for the name of that company. A two-second answer, right? A simple, non-threatening, easy-to-answer question. Certainly, clearly, well, not for Carpenter, as it's crickets all day long. Still, no answer. Maybe she was too busy in the Elks Club building preparing for her event. I still don't have an answer from the CVB, but I do know a few things about those website updates. One, they are seldom done. The Tennessee Williams links went to dead pages, and uh, uh, the Tennessee Williams event links went to dead pages or unrelated pages, and nothing on the Tennessee Tribute events were ever on the calendar, etc. Number two, nothing on the budget. In the bank ledger indicates an Oxford-based company is doing website updates. No company name is listed that connects back to Oxford. Anything website or social media related was supposed to be Snapshot Media. Snapshot, uh, or Oxford, or Nancy, or anyone else has updated the fee has... Let me repeat that. Neither Snapshot or Oxford or even Nancy or anyone in her office, has updated the Facebook page since June 29th. I digress. Snapshot work is coded as marketing. So where is the Oxford-based company on the check ledger or the website? So where is that company? Or is this another bald-faced lie from Carpenter, and why? Why? Where are the work orders and invoices for everything related to the website and social media? Why isn't there one word on the Facebook page about arts and antique? Why hasn't anything been done online to promote the event? Considering the shape of the venue, that might, however, be a blessing. While we are on advertising and promoting the CVB event, let's talk about the card that was sent out not once, but twice to the mailing list in order to to change the venue address at $500 plus postage per pop. The info side of the card is okay, despite the tacky change of address sticker over the top. The front side, on the other hand, is pretty dreadful and not professional looking at all. The artwork is someone's rendering in either oil or acrylic of the Tennessee Williams house with an older woman on the porch. The the painting to me is muddy looking and reminds me of folk art and while not my personal aesthetic, my greatest complaints are twofold. The image is blurry and while perhaps shot with a high resolution camera, either the lens was not very good or the lighting was off. Number two, there's nothing on that cover that makes me understand why that card would be sent to me. There is zero mention of anything remotely cluing me into why I need to flip the card over. No teaser line, no appeal, no ask, nothing. Why should I care? Why should I not put it straight in the trash? Carpenter's been doing her job as director of the CVB for over 10 years. Yet over and over again, she fails to employ even the basic rudiments that are common sense to even the most neophyte of folks whose livelihoods rely on marketing. One, know your audience, arts and antique. Two, consistent brand messaging, the CVB's brand message. Three, drive engagement, having contextual connections. And four, a call to action. Nothing in this piece does that. And yet those cards cost the CVB $700. EGADs. What are all those marketing and branding firms she spends over $100,000 a year for? Surely they, they did not come up with this post and mailer. So, who did? Who approved it? I just have a ton of questions on that one. It seems as unprofessional as everything else associated with this upcoming event. She should be embarrassed by all of it. I'm embarrassed for her, but mostly I'm embarrassed for our town. I'm Shannon Evans, and I want to thank you for listening to the Tom Bigby Tales. Please like, share, and subscribe, and then until next time.